the best I'm blessed to know that lust is a test I used to be the victim now I'm just envisioning I'm knowing this is I'm Susie Landolfi and welcome to Be Crazy Well Now why would a therapist say that because we all have mental health struggles even therapists The good news is we have so much more information about how we can be crazy well On my podcast we don't focus on what's wrong with us we want to know what happened to us We're going to explore how trauma affected us, both negatively and positively. That's right. I said positively. It's called post-traumatic growth, and it's a real thing. Be Crazy Well will share mental health wellness practices, the newest mental health research, and most importantly, how we all get to create the person we deserve to be and the life we deserve to live. So join the mental health evolution and be crazy well. I know this is a podcast and most people listen and don't watch. Hopefully you're not watching if you're driving your car. I do have to admit there are moments that I have looked at my phone while driving. Not proud of that. I'm working on it. Um I do want to show you where I am, though, for all of you that are watching. I know, it looks like a nice little resort. It's not. It's our new home. And yet, I got to tell you something. Wouldn't it be nice if we treated our home like at a resort? I want you to think about this for a second. When you go to a resort, you're on vacation. You're calmer. You relax more. You're more playful. You do things that you say you don't have time to do at home, like read a book or play in the pool or do whatever it is, or even go sightseeing. When was the last time in your area where you live, you actually went sightseeing? Do you know how many times people, I'll go visit people and they'll say, um, uh, oh, I'll, you know, oh, I hear that you have, or I'll say, I hear that you have this great canyon to look at. Oh yeah, we've never been. Now I can tell you something, I'm a little guilty of that. And I was thinking, what? It's our mind. It's our thoughts, our biases, our training, our inability to kind of create the thoughts and actions that we want for ourselves at our home. So at home, it's about cleaning and working and organizing and sleeping and this whole idea of uh, there's so much stress, so much stress at home. And I'm thinking if all of us left our homes, there'd be no stress in the home. We're creating it. When all when my family walks out of the home, and if someone else walked in that home, there'd be no stress. So who's the the creator of the stress? Not the home, the people. So I've been thinking about this since we moved, and how much we're taking care of ourselves in and around our home. My family now, we have made a deal that when we all come home from work, we're hanging out. 
we don't have to go fix something else. Or maybe we do a little bit, not much. It's time to play with the dogs. It's time to play with each other. It's time to relax. I sat on the couch last night. We have this nice new couch with two lounge areas. And uh, my son-in-law, Ronnie, was sitting on one and I was sitting on the other. And my daughter was sitting in the middle. And they were showing me about, uh, they were binge watching suits. I hadn't seen that. And I was thinking how nice that we would do that a resort. Like we would go sit and watch something and not worry about the time and not say, oh, I have to go do the dishes. (laughs) I have to go do that. Now, I know there aren't any dishes necessarily at the resort and other people are doing things for you. But the fact remains is the only person making us get up from the couch really is us. Because I can do those dishes in the morning when I'm, say, not in the resort space. When are you going to give yourself permission to be in a vacation mindset? You know, I named this podcast Be Crazy Well. Some people would call that crazy and they'd say, oh, you can't pretend you're on vacation when you're in your apartment. And it's hot and it's this and you have so much to do. And I went, I'm not so sure that that's true. You can go exploring. You can sit down and play a game. You can like take a drive and go someplace in the neighborhood that actually brings more joy and more fun. Um, And I I know you just heard one of my dogs bark. (laughs) There's not a lot of dogs at the resort either. The fact is, is that we're really more in charge of what I would say the stressless life than we really think we are. We actually blame the environment, blame where we live, blame our money situation, blame other people more than we really have to because we actually can create more of a vacation mindset. I have to tell you, I am a big fan of working four days a week and relaxing, taking three days off. Now, the reason I say that is because it's based on science. When you rev up an engine and you shut an engine off, it takes a while to cool down. What makes us think we're any different? So this idea that Friday night you come home from work, Saturday, you're still trying to unwind. You're probably still trying to get shit done, all this stuff around the house. So by Sunday, you're just starting to get the idea that maybe I can relax. Maybe I can take some deep breaths. And then you're right back to the grind on Monday. That's ridiculous. Science tells us that doesn't, we don't work that way. And uh, I would rather get more done in four days and have three days to literally unwind, slow down, cool down, and be able to do things for my physical, emotional, intellectual, spiritual well-being, even our financial well-being. And what do you mean? Oh, you're not working. You're, you know, you're, how does that have anything to do with your financial well-being? Well, it has a lot. I don't know about you. Um, when I was growing up, money was a um, it was a, uh, a punishment. And what do I mean by that? 
My dad used it as a weapon. So he controlled our situations with money. And he rewarded you if you did what he wanted and you punished you if you didn't. So when my mom decided to leave this abusive uh, relationship, he punished her by giving her uh, very little money, even though he was making a good amount of money. And of course, that you know trickled down on us as kids. So when I grew up, uh, I was afraid of money because it was a punishment. It was used as a weapon. So I was afraid to look at my bank account. I was anxious talking about fees. I didn't want to understand it. I didn't understand most of the basic financial matters and uh, skills. They call it, um, you know, sort of fit, uh, financial literacy. And we always lived paycheck to paycheck uh, and sometimes didn't quite make it. And I was thinking more about that in terms of we never went on a vacation. We couldn't afford it. Never once in my entire childhood did my mother and the three kids ever go on a vacation. Here's what we did with them. My mom packed up the car almost every weekend of the summer and took us to the beach. We were there on the beach at eight o'clock in the morning. We didn't leave till four or five in the afternoon. And it was magnificent. It was something that we so enjoyed. We didn't even realize we'd never been on a vacation. My mom also, when we sat down to watch television, she'd make a tray of snacks. Now you're going to find this pretty bizarre, <laughs> yet it's helped me a lot. We couldn't afford processed food. See, processed food, I'm so old, processed food was really starting to get popular. And so those of us that were really poor, we bought what you would call whole food. Uh, we didn't have a whole foods then. We actually had real food, not processed. So she would come out with a tray of pickles and olives and cheese and radishes and celery sticks and uh, dressing to dip them in. I know it sounds so weird. Dates with filled with peanut butter, rolled in confectionery sugar. That was our snack, popcorn with real butter, because margarine costs more than real butter. So we bought everything from scratch, everything. We never bought cookies in a package. My mom made them because it was cheaper. I know some of you are finding this hard to believe. It's really true. So we actually made watching television a vacation, an event. And I was thinking when I was sitting on the couch last night, oh my God, that's exactly what we did last night. We gave ourselves a mini vacation by all being in the living room, having snacks and watching a show together. Nowadays, everybody's got their own television, their own room. We have that. My grandson, my daughter and her husband, and myself. We all have our own rooms with our own televisions. And what did we do last night? We all enjoyed, that's I-N-J-O-Y-E-D, each other and the company and commenting on the show and uh, telling which character we like the best, sharing snacks. It was amazing. And I wonder, could we, can we possibly, 
decide that we are more in charge of our vacation mindset, lessening our stress, creating more joy than we ever thought possible? And does it really have to have a lot of money attached? I can tell you from the story I just shared with you, it doesn't have to. Certainly, I get that having more money, getting on a plane, staying in a resort, I've done it. It's lovely. So was last night. It was terrific. And I I just want to challenge us to think about and then act on, literally change our behavior about how we can be more vacation-minded with our own families and our own situations. I work with people who are also single. And so they go home and they may have a dog and it's just themselves. Now, I've also lived single. And I realize that, again, it's up to me. So I did something kind of fun and funny. I decided to take myself out to dinner and to go to different restaurants in the area and strike up conversations. So here's what I do. I usually go and sit at the bar at the restaurant because you're more apt to talk to someone sitting next to you at the bar. And how I strike up a conversation is probably the same way that I would if I were on vacation, just say a little different thing. Most of the time it's, hi, where are you from? So I go up, I find an empty seat. And usually there's someone sitting to the left or right. And I go up and I say, is anybody sitting here? And they'll say, no. And I go, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm late. Have you guys already ordered? (laughs) Now I know that sounds kind of bizarre. Here's the reaction I get all the time. Oh my God, that's so funny. And most of the time there's a two second delay where they're thinking, did I invite someone? And do I know her? (laughs) One time uh, a man said to me, I've been waiting for you. And I, all I did was order a drink. (laughs) We're still friends. So it's that ability to create the environment that we want. I was telling people about a very dear man that I had the honor to meet a long time ago when I was working at Boulder Crest uh, Retreat. It's called Warrior Path for Combat Veterans. And uh, the founder, Ken Falk, uh, invited a very special, a couple of special guests, actually. And they were POWs from the Vietnam era. And the... uh, the POW, or I should say the, the place where they were held captive, had a nickname called the Hanoi Hilton. And actually, there's a wonderful book called The Lessons of the Hanoi Hilton. And uh, I got to meet Charlie Plum. And Charlie Plum, I believe he was uh, at the Hanoi Hilton. He was a pilot. Most of the Vietnam War veterans that were held in captivity, many of them were pilots shot down. And he was in uh, the Hanoi Hilton, I believe, for eight years. And he also lived in an eight-by-eight-foot cell for eight years. One of the things that Charlie was able to do, mostly because he was forced to, and also because he figured out that this was his best opportunity 
to come home. Stockdale, the commanding officer, told all the POWs that their mission was not to hold on to all the government secrets that they knew and all the military secrets they knew about the war. Their mission was to get home. And no matter what they, when they spilled the beans, when they gave up information because of the torture, they were not to beat themselves up. They were not to um, believe that somehow they had done such a horrible thing that they didn't believe or didn't deserve to uh, survive. He said, no matter what you do, you deserve to go home. And that's your new mission. And Charlie does this wonderful talk about how he created his environment in his own mind under the worst of conditions so that he could make sure that he could get home. Now, when he did get home, it wasn't all wonderful. He found out that his wife had remarried, believing that he was dead. So it wasn't like he came back into a wonderful environment. He came back and then he created another environment, wonderful environment for himself. He's one of the most inspirational, upbeat people I've ever met. And I will be forever indebted and honored to have met him. And the funny thing is, he lives right down the street from me. So I, I ask you all to think about how we are more capable of creating an environment that is less stressful, that has more joy, and can have as many mini vacations um, as we deserve. It's up to us. It doesn't have to be at some resort. It can be right here at your home, right in your neighborhood, within a drive, a couple of hours driving from where you are, and you make the effort to create the environment that you deserve. I'd say that's one of the greatest practices we can have to be crazy well. And some people would call that crazy. And I'm honored. I'm honored to call that crazy. I think it's crazy wonderful. So I still hope you're enjoying uh, your summer. I know most of the kids have gone back to school, which is also bizarre to me because when I was going to school, boy, we never went back till after Labor Day. So I'm still in this vacation mindset. That, you know, I don't ramp up until after Labor Day. Uh, So I just wanted to share that with you. Uh, Remember, be crazy well, be your best self. That's a wonderful bit of inspiration from a theme song that was written by Calvin Love. Please look them up on all of your music, social media platforms. And I'm blessed to be part of the Coming Home Well family. And we're still on vacation sort of here as well at Coming Home. So some of the podcasters won't be back until after Labor Day. And I'm doing these sort of what I call mini podcasts uh, during the week. So bless you all. I'm so grateful to be part of this family. And remember, be crazy well. Now, you know what I have to do? I have to get really close to the the screen because it's so bright out here. I couldn't see where I hit the end, but I found it so I can end our podcast. 